0: Hello and welcome to the Busy Mom's Guide to Meditation. I'm your host, Molly Rodriguez, and I can't wait to walk you through all my tips and tricks on how to create a successful meditation practice for yourself and how to incorporate your children into that practice. So, are you ready? This week we will talk about breathing techniques. You can use the breath for stress relief, to calm the mind and the body, You can use it for sleep. You can really use the breath for anything. It's really your most powerful ally. So I wanted to begin with a breathwork practice. This is a really easy practice. You You can place your right hand over your heart, your left hand over your abdomen. You can do this sitting or standing or lying down, but we're just gonna breathe in Let the breath collect under your right hand around the heart space. Feel your chest expand with the breath and exhale. Next, we're gonna breathe all the way down into the abdomen, feeling the left hand raise now as you collect the breath here. And exhale slowly. Your exhale should be slower than your inhale as you do this breath. So let's do a couple more together. Inhale into the chest. And exhale. And inhale into the belly. And exhale. chest, and out, belly, and out, last round, in, and out, In and out. All right, awesome. Good job, everybody. This is a very balancing breath. So notice anything that came up for you or how that felt in the body. Might be a good idea to journal your impressions if you have a meditation journal. And if you don't, it is a great idea to start one. Writing down your experiences that you have while meditating can help you understand yourself so much more and also help you reach deeper in your meditations. It can tell you a lot if you're tracking the same meditation over a period of time. To have that record of what happens during your meditations, what is consistently coming up for you, especially during the same meditation, can tell you a lot. But if you're doing different meditations... Also write down your impressions because you might start noticing patterns or similarities between certain meditations and that can also tell you a lot about yourself and about your meditation style. So it's a really good idea. Getting back to breath work though, just in the beginning, meditate on your breath without trying to change it. Just kind of notice that pattern of breathing, getting familiar with your normal breathing pattern is very telling. You can tell kind of how much stress you're under. You can tell if something's affecting you more than you thought it is. And this is a lot to do with stress and anxiety, or if you have too much on your plate, but it can really tell you the state of your health as well. So for example, if your breath is longer in the inhale than the exhale, maybe look at the amount of stress in your life or what anxieties you currently have since that tends to indicate more of a fight or flight response. If you're breathing quite rapidly, if you just have a fast pattern of breath and it's hard to slow it down, then look at your eating and lifestyle patterns. A lot of times a lot of processed foods can cause that pattern in the body is what I've seen a lot, but it can also be tied to stress and anxiety as well, especially if you notice both patterns within yourself. But also looking at your eating and lifestyle is a really good idea because you can figure out if something is happening internally before it turns into a large problem. Then if your breath is varied, meaning your inhale and your exhale are different each time you take a breath or you feel the need to take deep breaths consistently, look at the pacing of your life. Are you always on the go? Are you always rushing around trying to get everything done? Do you have too much on your plate? Because With the variability of the breath, or if you constantly feel a need to take deep breaths, you could be just putting your body under some stress and getting it really out of balance. And so, bringing it back into balance, doing breath work like this, doing alternate nostril breathing, which we'll be talking about later on in the episode, can really, really help. So, taking this time to notice the breath can also help it slow and regulate into a better pattern without actively trying to change it in the moment. So just getting used to listening, noticing, feeling that breath as it comes in and out is a great way to allow your body to do the work for you and to settle it down, bring it back into balance because your body wants to be in that state. It doesn't want to stay out of whack, but When we continually do things that bring it out of balance, whether it's lifestyle patterns, whether it's eating, always being under stress, this can really affect that. And then you start to crave the things that are unhealthy. And so starting with the breath is a great way to begin that journey back to better health. Not to say that you're unhealthy now, but irregular breathing patterns tend to indicate that something is not hundred percent inside. So always good to notice, always good to look at, always good to always kind of come back to and check in with the breath. That being said, when you are familiar with your personal breathing pattern, then try to lengthen it. Begin to slow down your breath, do a four count in, six count out, or if your breathing was already pretty even and slow, try a four count in, eight count out. And you can kind of play with this, play with the counts. Always try to have the exhale a little bit longer unless you're doing a specific practice where they are even. But in general, try to have a longer exhale because it signals to the body that you are safe. It signals to get into rest and digest, and it's just better for the body in that way. So my suggestions are just kind of a base guideline This is really the easiest way to change your pattern of breath. Give your mind something to focus on so you can slow the breath, lengthen the exhale, get into this more calm state and just play with it for a while. You know, this is going to be something that you can do When you're running around doing errands, driving in the car, making dinner at night, putting the kids to bed, you can practice this throughout the day. You don't need to sit down on the mat and practice this. It's something that you can do whenever you find the time or whenever you're doing something else, as long as you're able to give some focus to the breath. When you're ready to play with some other... Breathwork work, meditations, other ways that you can do this, giving your mind something to focus on other than just inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale, in, out, in, out, because that can get monotonous and boring for the body. But giving your mind something to think about so that things don't start trying to trickle in like your to-do list or what have you. If you are into mantras, so hum is... A great one for breath work because they are representative of the sounds of the inhale and exhale. And it's a very calming and relaxing mantra. So represents the inhale and hum represents the exhale. And if you are sitting and doing this mantra, you might be able to start hearing it within your own inhale and exhale. It's kind of cool. Singing is another great way that you can practice. You're focusing on the song. You can pay attention to your breath as you sing, because when you're singing, your exhale naturally lengthens and your body relaxes. So it's a great practice to calm the body. And if you are using singing as a way to lengthen the breath, like I said, just make sure to focus on the breath as you are doing this. Don't just get swept up in the song. By all means, you can do that. But if you are doing this for meditation, it is a good idea to focus on the breath and really bring that piece into it because you're making it a practice in mindfulness. You can also do this by being intentional with your song choice. So, you can do certain songs that make you energized or calmed, or whatever emotion you are trying to get to in that moment. Whatever, you know, meditative type music, whatever brings you the most mindfulness can be helpful in song choice. So, keep that in mind and go sing it out. (laughs) A really balancing breath work practice that's great for most people is. Alternate nostril breathing or Nadi Shodhana. This is something that I mentioned earlier, if you remember. This is a practice in which you will plug one nostril, breathe in, pause at the top, switch to plug the other nostril and breathe out. And then you breathe in that same side, switch again, breathe out the opposite side. And so that's like if you're breathing in the right nostril with the left one plugged, switch to plug the right nostril at the top of the breath Breathe out the left, then breathe in the left again. Switch at the top of the breath to plug the left, breathe out the right. And you continue that pattern of breathing for the length of your meditation. This is another one that gives you something to focus on so that you can be in that moment and not worried about everything else you have on your plate. And it's a really balancing practice. It is literally trying to balance the energies within you It balances the right and the left side, which are seen as the masculine and feminine sides. It is the most balancing breathwork practice that I'm going to mention today. This is a practice you can do 5 to 15 minutes at a time, and I recommend you try it. It's a really, really great one. With your children, you can also practice breathwork. Depending on the age, uh, they might have shorter attention spans So for younger children, I usually just start with deep breaths. Um, This begins with you. So if you start breathing slow and deep into the belly, you invite your children to join you in breathing to follow your pattern. Sometimes they won't, especially at the beginning. They'll just kind of sit and watch you. And that's totally fine. They're listening to your breathing pattern, this slow and deep pattern, and it's relaxing for them as well because they're still learning to regulate their nervous system. And this is how they begin to do that and to learn how to do it themselves. More often than not, as far as my experience, my boys will join in. And now we've been practicing together long enough that if I... Begin to do deep breathing at bedtime or something, they'll just kind of join in unprompted. And it's really great. It always brings a smile to my face because it took us a while to get here. And it's a great feeling to see them putting it to work now. Um, the baby, though, she obviously will not do this on her own right now at the time of this recording. She is only seven weeks. So she doesn't do this on her own and she doesn't copy me yet, but as I'm breathing slow and deep with her, she's listening to that rhythm. She's sleeping on it. If she's asleep on me, she feels it in her body because she's usually being held by me. And this is how she is regulating her nervous system. It's off of me right now. And she's learning all of these tools whether consciously or subconsciously, she's watching, she's listening, she's feeling it. And that is how she's going to be able to do this in the future. So sorry if you can hear that airplane going ahead overhead. Um, it is quite loud here. Anyway, uh, my younger son, I would do this practice with him. And I learned that he was learning just by being around it. And this is how I've seen it work so many times that the baby will be the same. And as she grows, she'll begin to breathe with me and pick it up without me having to actually teach it like I did to my older son, because he was not introduced to this as a baby. And he was a couple years old when I started working on this with him. And Trying to be more consistent with my own practice, and so when I first introduced deep breathing to him, he basically hyperventilate. He would breathe deep but really, really fast, and it took a while, a long time, to get him to slow down because he is all about everything fast. If your child has this issue, I found using the imagination can help a lot. Um, picture something they can hold. So for my son, he really likes the smell of palo santo. And if you have ever burned a stick of palo santo, you know that you need to blow on it to keep it lit for really any length of time. It goes out super fast. So we would light it and practice blowing it really slow on the end to keep it lit. And so he can breathe in and smell the, you know, really nice, pleasant, Scent, it's very relaxing as well, and then blow really slow so that he doesn't blow it out or blow the ash all over his bed. (laughs) And this worked really great for us. You can really do this with any other smudge stick, I'd recommend having a plate or something underneath to catch any ash that falls. But you can do this with you know sage or anything else that you are burning for smudging for incense. Anything that kind of has that same idea that it will go out if you blow it too fast or if you don't keep fanning the flame. So in my meditation classes, though, with kids, I had a mom and baby class here in Reno before I had the baby. And so we would always do this with the image of a cupcake, You hold the image of the cupcake in your mind. You put your hands out like you're holding it. You know, it's big frosting candle on top. So you breathe in deep because you're going to blow the candle out. But you exhale really slowly because you don't want to blow all the frosting off. This is not very solid frosting apparently. But it works because each kid gets really excited. and They tend to pretend to eat it at the end, which is very cute. But they sit there and it, it helps them to imagine something where they have to be slow. They have to be gentle. And it worked. I got to say, every time I introduced it to a new child, it it was a really successful practice. But just introducing this, teaching them to breathe slow and deep. You can use whatever imagery or item that you want. But teaching them to breathe slow and deep is a great way to help your kids because If you are practicing that with them when their emotions are level, when they're happy, you know, but not overly excited, they're just in this really kind of easy place. They're building that skill so that when they are upset or angry or sad or frustrated or overexcited, they'll have that skill in place to be able to remember and know how to do this, to calm themselves down with or without your help. A lot of times, like I've mentioned before, I do this at bedtime, the breath work with my sons, because bedtime is one of those times, you know, we're fairly calm, we're laying down, we're, you know, getting into this place of relaxing anyway, and it helps them to relax and solidifies these skills that we're teaching. You can also do this if they get hurt, if they stub their toe or fall and scrape a knee, reminding them in that moment to breathe deep. Tell them it will help because it does help pain management to breathe deeper because the initial reaction, kids tend to breathe fast. They get nervous. They are trying to regulate themselves without totally knowing how. And so reminding them to breathe really slow, reminding them to breathe deep helps them to manage the pain and to calm themselves down. And the more you remind them in that moment, again, the more that they'll be able to recall that and remember to do it. Even if you're not there to say, hey, remember to breathe. Let's take a couple deep breaths. And it's really, really cute and exciting when you see them fall and scrape a knee and their first reaction are those deep breaths and it's it's very cute and it's a great thing to see because then at least with my boys then they are able to more calmly come over talk to me about what happened we deal with it and they're not as high emotion freaking out they're they're a little bit more level and able to explain what's going on what exactly hurts what happened and it's so nice Anyway, that is all I have for you this week. I really hope you have fun breathing for the next week and beyond. Next week, we will be talking about keeping up with your resolutions for the new year. I know we always have good intentions, but they aren't always followed through in the new year. So bring your resolutions and get ready to make good on them. And I want to give a special shout out to my patron, Misty Rogers. Catch you next week on the Busy Mom's Guide to Meditation.